We have another great, amazing speaker this morning. And let me just say, this guy loves golf as well. (laughs) He was my partner yesterday, along with Pastor Mark Jones. And it was neck and neck between all three of us. But let me, I don't need to say anything more other than it was a very enjoyable day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But outside of that, Pastor Ryan Maloof, we've known since I've been at the city church, he, uh, or was at the city church, he was a city kids pastor up there, has so many stories, had me in stitches lots and lots of times. He and his wife uh, and Lois and I have just had great adventures together. But one thing I love about the Maloofs is that Ryan and Dana love God and whatever he tells them to do, they will do because they want God's dream for their lives. Would you stand and give Ryan Maloof a big, huge welcome as he comes to speak. Yeah, I just want to say, he's a new Fabio. Uh, for, the, for those who don't know Fabio, you might want to just Google no him. No one knows. No but, one knows what you're talking they, about. He's the new generation Fabio. Oh, my okay. gosh. Okay, go away. Go sit down. Hey, um, it is an honor and a privilege to be here with you this morning and to be with Pastors Doug and Lois, who are my dear friends. And... You know, I think sometimes in our life, we don't realize what we're a part of until it's gone. You know, I think back on the days when I was a part of the city church with Pastor Wendell, and we just thought it was always going to be this way. And then it was gone, you know, and, and you realize, wow. And, and I think many times in our life, we, we don't realize, first of all, what we're a part of and then what it took to be a part of that. You, you, you sit in this room and you, you're a part of this campus and you're, you're, you're coming, maybe you came to church and you're like, wow, they, these guys got it going on. Worship, unbelievable, you know, and, and all the aspects of it. And you're just like, this is just normal. It's not normal. And, and it took something that caused this to come about. And, and it was a dream inside of a couple who said, we will lay it all down and do what is impossible because we believe in what God has put in us. And, and you, are, you are sitting in, you are experiencing, you are a part of what that dream was 15 years ago that now seems so easy but wasn't. That, that was... Plowing and, and turmoil and difficulty. And, and sometimes people are just gnarly. And we know this city chews people up and spits them out and, and makes it impossible in a school district that said, no way on God's green earth. And then God showed up and now the green earth is here. And so you realize the value, the the beauty, the incredibleness of a dream. And and 
I think within that, and I, I just want to show a definition of, of the dream, of the, of the word dream, and you can just throw it up there, and we're just going to go for it. Yeah. A dream, a God vision for my life. And I just want to make a statement. It, it can be a season. It can be for a moment. It can be in your job. It can be, it doesn't have to be for the, the, the longation of your life. But God can give you dreams in moments that he wants to fulfill. It's his dream for you. And you see in Doug and Lois, God brought them here in this city and they had a dream. And there has been a journey, a process in which now we are a part of because of what God put inside of them. I want you to look at this verse that I think is really important. It's in Proverbs 29, 18. Look look at this. This is so good. I mean, the Bible is just rad. Okay. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. (laughs) How many of you have stumbled all over yourself? Like, I have no idea what God is doing right now. I could just use some 3D glasses. You know, back in the the day when we had in our cereal boxes the decoder or stuff, right? Like, Like, Lord, I could use a decoder right now. That would be... But when they attend to what he reveals... Oh, it's juicy. It's, it, they are most blessed. So, so this morning I want to look at three problems, and, and I think it's important that we, we realize just we're human beings. And, and in the process of being a human being, I, I, I struggle. I, I, I believe God, and, and I, I, I see the miracle of God, but man, I, I, I'm real, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, and I... Things have happened in my life, and and I'm sorry, I don't know what's happened in your life, but I can only imagine because I'm human, and I know what I've been through. And and so the the first question, the the problem is, and I I want you to see this, is is this is is the reality when we hear sometimes the word dream, or God has a dream for you, and you're like, shut your face. I'm just being real. Like I, I've heard preachers get up there and they're just like, God wants to do all this stuff. And you're like, no, he doesn't. I know he does for you, but you don't know what I've been through. And so the first problem is I've, I've been disappointed with the dreams that I've had. Why should I dream again? Now, before I get to the solution, I just want to spend a few moments in this because the reality is, is that God wants us to believe him for today. And there is so much more he wants to do in this house and in your life. There is more to you than just watching the reruns of The Office at home. And without a dream of a God-given vision, sometimes we can't move forward, but we gotta, we got to deal with some of this stuff. Man, I, I believed God one time, and, and, I, and I came forward for prayer. I just knew that God was going to do this, and, and, it, and it never, it actually got worse. And, and if we don't address some of that, it actually leaves residual effects, and then we have a hard time just believing that God can again. And I'm just telling you, this city, if we can't believe that God can do it again, the same amount of faith that it took to start has to be the same amount of faith that continues. And, and, and I'm just letting you know, it's, it's not just Doug and Lois anymore. 
It, it has to be a group of people that, that believe collectively that God can, he will, and he does. But we gotta, we got to address. we got to address. So go to the solution. Can you just, just, put it, just throw it up there? Yeah, just boom. There it is. Keep your eyes on Jesus and make him the dream keeper. Okay, so let's take a look at a couple of verses here. And let's just go to the first verse that we're going to look at. And, and then I want to just talk to you for a moment on the solution. Okay, so here it is. Let us run with endurance. So, so by the way, that word endurance isn't my favorite because that means that, that you have to continue. All right? So, so I love starting out, but I hate the long distance run. It's not my favorite. I don't mind running for a few steps. I'm not a runner. So just I, I'm going to run to the door, and that's about all you're going to get from me. And, and he's like, hey, if you want endurance, there's something that has to take place in our life. And I think, as he says here, run the race that God has set before you. That's the dream, right? And he says, we do this by keeping what? You see, Jesus has to be the dream keeper. And sometimes along the way, we recognize a couple of things. And I, and I just want to share with you what a dream does. Sometimes God gives us a dream, and it's not necessarily the dream that he's after. It's in the faith that it causes us to finally move forward. And, and we, we get so wrapped up in... Lois is getting so pumped. She's spilling stuff on the front row. We, we get so wrapped up in the destination. We, we get so wrapped up in the thing that when, when, it, when, the, when the trouble comes... We get disillusioned and then we give up because we've so held on to what that thing was. But what is the writer of Hebrews saying? It's always been and it has to be Jesus. So, so I know that God put in me that I'm going to be healed. I know that God put in me that my children are going to come back to Jesus. That is the dream. I know that God put in me that I'm going to see my job, my business. I'm going to see our city come to Jesus. Those are the dreams. But many times, if we're not careful, we get wrapped around the spoke of what that dream is and how we think it has to come about that we forget that God's in the midst of a journey. And as we're in the midst of a journey, what do I need to continue to do that keeps my eyes is that he's the dream keeper. Because if it's actually God's dream, he's the one that owns it. He gave it to you because he knew that it would get you to move forward. And that's honestly, it, he, when, when my wife and I, when we went to Austin, we had never been to this city. We didn't know a single person. I just need you to understand how intense that is. The first time my wife and I dropped our kids off at school and they needed us to sign and give them some, con, um, some contacts in the city for emergency. And my wife calls me and she's crying. And I'm like, okay, what's wrong? And she's like, we don't know anyone. I have no contacts to give our, the school for our children except you and I. We're it. What, what have we done? No, no one called us up and said, hey, we're waiting for you. Come and start a church, big fella. I had done TV shows in, in Seattle for children. No one had any idea. So the dream was that God was going to help us start a church, build it, and make it amazing. 
But here's the thing is if I would have got caught up in just even me being the lead pastor of the church, I would not be where I am today because God has done so many things in the midst of that dream because we just keep putting our eyes on Jesus. And now my wife and I have merged with another church. That gentleman has now become the lead pastor, which allowed my wife and I to step into some business stuff that we've only been dreaming of. We've been dreaming of our whole life and didn't even realize that God would let us do it. But, it, but if I got wrapped up in how it had to be, I would be standing here with you disappointed. But what's the solution? I, I've been disappointed, man. I've had, yeah, yeah, here's the problem is many times we make the dream our idol. We make how we think it's supposed to be what we're wrapping our faith around. But Jesus gave us the dream to get us up out of our seats so that we could start trusting him with how it's supposed to work out. So really the dream is, Lord, you want to do something with me? I I believe you. And then what it does is it allows you to settle into the place that you are. Was there another verse? I can't remember. I'm sure there was another one there. Yeah, Galatians 6, 9, look at this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. At just the right time. At just, don't give up. At just the right time. I, 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 that's why we just keep our eyes on Jesus. I just keep worshiping him. I magnify him. Because the enemy wants to say, oh, you see, it didn't turn out the way you thought. Hey, he's not done with me yet. I had this dream that Pastor Doug was going to call me up and say, take the church. And I never got the phone call. And if we get wrapped around that, then what what does the enemy do? He brings disillusionment. You see, nobody wants you, Ryan. Nobody cares about. That's exactly what the devil does. And what does the writer of Hebrews say? Hey, man, just lift your eyes to Jesus. He's the dream keeper. He's the one that's going to make it come about. Don't get all wrapped up in the how. Just keep your eyes on the who. All right. Reap a harvest of blessing. All right, let's go to the second problem. Second problem is, is how in the world do I know that this dream is from God? Or is it because of the pizza I ate last night? I think this is a great question. How, how do I hear from the Lord on a dream? Now, I just want to encourage you, if you can't sing and you believe that God has told you to win American Idol and your mama has always said to you, you're my favorite. I just want to be the one, the breaker of bad news right now. It probably isn't going to happen. I think many times that the problem is, is that we, we kind of get wrapped around some things that are internal, and we're going to talk about that for a moment, but there's the question, here's the solution. It should take total surrender and point people towards Jesus. Now, now look at this verse, because I, I think this verse will help in the context of how do I know it's God, or how do I know it's me? Look, look at this verse in 1 John 2.16, for the The world offers only a craving of physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and the pride and pride in our achievements and possessions. These 
are not from the Father, but are from the so when it comes to the, 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 the deciphering whether this is from God or whether it's from me, is it more about what I possess? Is it more about who recognizes me? And is it more about my, the power or the money or the things that I can achieve? If the dream is more about me and finally Pastor Doug calling me up and giving me the microphone, then I'm in trouble because that dream is more about me sitting on the throne of my life and how I can be recognized more than it is. How can I be a servant to what you're doing, God? So, so, so look, at this, look at this next verse because I think this will help. Um, um, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Now all glory to God who is able to do mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So, so God wants to do the big, but, but look what it does. Look at the next part of this. Glory to who? Me? Glory to me. I know. I mean, I know. It's a good looking jacket. I just, I, 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 sheesh. No, see, how do I know it's the difference between me and God is is who's getting the glory. And you're like, well, I picture myself standing in front of everyone, and when they give me the microphone, I'm going to say, yeah, God gets all the glory. Uh. How I know that it's a God vision is am I willing to surrender it? Am I willing to be a servant? Am I willing to empower others in what God's put in them and trust that he has me, or am I waiting for my chance and my moment? I, 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 think, I think this helps us figure out, because he's like, hey, if the dream is more about you and what you get and how you got it, then it is about bringing people to Jesus and bringing glory in the church, then I would think that the dream is there in a little bit of a mix. Sometimes I find that God's speaking to me, but I'm kind of mixing it with my desire to win the lottery. <laughs> Lord, God's like, hey, I'm going to prosper you. And I'm like, yeah, Lord, the, the lottery is the, the, the answer. <laughs> it's a mixture, okay? It's a mixture. That's why the Bible says it divides between soul and spirit and bone and marrow. So I use the word of God in my life. And as I get into God's word, I realize, okay, okay, it was me. I'm, I, 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 I was just adding me to the center of all of that dream. And really what the dream is, is that Jesus is at the center. His church should be glorified. And that dream, so here's the thing. You're like, man, I really feel like God's calling me to be a, a pastor and plant a church. And then, but yet you're causing division in this house. That is not, that is not a God-given full dream. If you feel like God has called you to be a pastor and start a church and you're going to be a church planner, then you come into the house and you serve the house. You surrender yourself so that God can lift you up in due time. So that there is a, a blessing that comes and an overflowing anointing that begins to release you. 
And I'm not mixing myself and what I want and my need. What I found in my life is that most of the time, because of my insecurities as a child, I was always mixing my God dream with what I needed. I felt invalidated. I felt like no one cared. I felt like I... I, 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 was, I was a kid that failed fourth grade three times, and I was dyslexic, and I couldn't read, and everybody told me I was never going to amount to anything, and so there was this chip on my shoulder that I had to show it off. And if you're ever around anybody that, that, that kind of is like that, it's kind of gross. You're like, oh, gosh, this guy really needs it bad. <laughs> Let's just let, I mean, he's always telling everybody about what he's doing and like how awesome it is. And let me just tell you, and and then they're trying to wrap God in that. And you're just like, bro, what is wrong with you? And it's just really, honestly, it's them. It's us hurting. It's hurting because of our past. It's hurting because of we just feel looked over or, or, or missed. And, and by the way, that goes back to the first question is I, I just I can't even grab a hold of the God dream because I'm so wrestling with, with me. And that's why it comes back to Jesus. For God so loved you that he gave his son. He wants you to walk in freedom. He wants to set you free so that what actually comes out of you exalts him and, and reveals the church more than it is about you and what you're building and what you see in your life. And then he can move through you. Okay, okay, you don't believe me. I, I can see it in your eyes. You're like, no, no, you're, you're just another preacher telling me. L- listen, this is Jesus. He's, he's about to be fulfilled in his ministry. He's with his disciples. This is his moment to kind of show off a little bit before they go off into the hard, gnarly world. I'm going to show you guys how hardcore I am. I'm big. I'm awesome. I am king. Jesus could do this because he is. And the Bible says that he wrapped a towel around his waist and began to wash his disciples' feet. And he said, this is how you fulfill the dream. And then you watch what God will do. And then he was crucified and rose from the dead and seated at the right hand of God the Father. And he was was glorified and magnified for all eternity. It's the way that Jesus does it. Okay, last and final point, question, problem with the dream is, is, you know, Pastor Doug just really doesn't see it. It is so hot in here. It is, it is so warm. And I'm like, I'm like up here, like, you know, just like a little steam engine too. So it's really intense. Others don't seem to believe in my dream. What should I do? And this is a really great, great question. I know because I thought it up. Let's go to the solution and then let's spend some time in this. Do I, do I need to say it out loud? If, if the dream is real, whose is it? And, and then if it's from Jesus, by the way, no man can shut the door on what God wants to do. 
But here's what we do. We get to our job and we're like, well, God told me I was going to be the next president of the company. But my boss, he just don't see the skills that I have to pay the bills. So then what we do is we actually pull ourselves out of the God-given dream because we think that people aren't validating what's in us. This is not Jesus' way. And I want you to see this verse because I think this will help you. Ephesians 6, 6, as a slave of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with grouchiness. No, no. Work with enthusiasm as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether you are a slave or free. So whether I'm an employee or an employer, there is an attitude in which I occupy the space that God has me in the in-between time. I just work hard and I love people around me and I stop worrying about who sees and who doesn't see. If I have a God dream, then I'm going to occupy the space around me and I'm going to work hard. I'm going to bless people. I'm going to be filled with enthusiasm. I'm going to walk into my my space and I'm going to occupy it with a good attitude. And I'm going to make others the best and the point. And I'm going to stop trying to fight for what I think I have to have. And I'm going to fight for what others have. And you watch. Oh, You watch what God will do when you act like him at your workplace, your school. Oh, but you don't know. My boss, he he is he is grouchy to the core. Listen, you go through all throughout the Bible and you look at grouchy people and how God's will was still accomplished with them. Because there was usually a son or a daughter, man or woman in the house that didn't let the ceiling of someone else stop them from just occupying the space with his joy, his love, his life. You're right, I didn't get the call from Pastor Doug to take over the church. But God, no man can close the door of what you've spoken in my life, and so I'm just going to keep serving. And I was a custodian for a lot of years. And then they asked me to be the kids pastor. And I was like, I don't even know what that looks like. I, I, I have no training. I, I didn't even go to a church that had children's ministry. And, and, and then because I just occupied the space and stopped worrying about who sees and what God wants to do in and through me and how he's going to do it and who's going to see, I just said, okay, this is the space that you want me to be in. And I'm just going to I'm just going to maximize it. I'm going to be filled with joy and just serve the house. And God has been faithful to build the dream every step of the way. And I didn't have to do it. I I, I need you to get this. And, And maybe there's another verse. And we'll close with this. This is the last verse. I, I need you to hear me because I think this is how we change the world. We become so busy and so occupied with sometimes the thing that we feel that maybe God has given us that we stop to see the people around us and the place that God put us. And and you see, God always fulfills the dream in relationship. 
So you don't even know the person that you're being nice to at work might even be the door that God wants to use to open. But you've been so grouchy towards them that there's no way they're going to open a door for you. I'll give you a point and example, and then I close, and I love the band, and this is, oh, they're so juicy. I mean, this is just so good. We, we, were, we were on a flight. I can't even remember where it was, but it was somewhere glorious. And, and the flight was delayed like hours, and the whole section of where people were like revolted. Because I think this is probably like the multiple delay, and they just they were they were fit to be tied. And I think COVID has probably unleashed people's frustration on higher levels than we've ever seen. And so everyone just kind of comes up to the, the the little kiosk there where these poor gals are, and they unleash their fury on these women as if they were the ones that were like, ha, 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 cancel, 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 cancel. And so, so I, see, I see this happen, and I just, my wife and I, we walk up to the counter, and I, and I just say to them, I said, listen, I am so sorry that you were treated that way. My wife and I were about to walk down this long corridor, and there's a little drink place there, and I, I would love to just, what, what do you like? I'll, I'll buy you whatever you want. And they're like looking at me like, okay, you're married, there's your wife, so we know you're not hitting on us. And you're weird. Like, why would you want to do that? And I go, I go, listen, no strings attached. I just want to. And they're like, all right. So they kind of listed a couple of drinks. And we went down there. We got them. We brought them back. And I just handed them to them. I go, thank you for what you do. And we walked away. So as we get up to the counter now, they, 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 we're, we're, the flight is now about ready to board. And our names get called. So I walk up to the counter. Now, you might know, I'm a kid's pastor at that time. And I make no money. So, so I'm, I'm buying the seat on the plane that's next to the bathroom that they almost give away for free because it smells like dookie for the whole flight. I mean, it's just terrible. It's terrible. I'm sorry. I was a kid's pastor. I mean, that's what we say. And the gal goes, hey, we've never had anybody do that for us. Here's, here's first class for you and your wife. Now, I, I say that story, and in closing here, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. If you want to fulfill the dream that's in you, occupy the space with joy and life and see the value in other people, and then God will make a way for the dream to be fulfilled. Amen? I believe in this house that today that there are things that God wants to rebirth in us. We, we, we've gotten disillusioned or, or we felt like someone else didn't believe in the dream. Or there's a mixture of ourselves in the dream. And just with every head bowed, just, just close your eyes for a moment. And in his presence, the Father is in the midst of this room and he's, he's speaking through his spirit the dreams again and he's saying to you would you dare to believe me one more time I, I, know, I know that the road has been tough but I I want you to believe me one more time and, 
And let, let my son be the center of everything you're believing. See the value. And right now, I just, I want you to see the people that you're around, that where you see that dream taking place and, and see those that you can lean into a little bit more. Who is it that you can make a phone call to and encourage? Who, who else can you see rather than always thinking about yourself and what can happen for you? Who is it in your workplace that you could spend a little of time encouraging? And I guarantee you, you watch what God will do when you make others the priority, when you make Jesus being exalted, when you put the church at the center of that dream, you watch how God will open doors that no man can close. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, right now, right now, right now, right now in this place. And maybe you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus. Maybe somehow you got hoodwinked into coming to this house. I just want you to know that Jesus is here and he loves you. Maybe you got someone just brought you or they, they promised you something afterwards and you're like, all right, I'll come. I just want you to know that God has been building your whole life to this moment. And if you want to say yes to Jesus, he has more than you could ever dream or imagine. And it doesn't matter what you've done, what, 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 what horrible things have taken place in your life. He has a beautiful dream for you. And it starts with saying yes to Jesus. And if you're here today, and you say, Pastor, you're talking to me. You're talking to me about saying yes to Jesus. Would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, you're talking to me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just keep it up because I want to agree with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I see, I see your hand. Thank you, thank you. Just hands all over this place. And just with every head bowed and every eye closed, let's just pray this prayer together. So Jesus, I thank you for your love. I've done some really weird things. But I thank you that you've now washed it all away. I stand here today brand new. I invite you to come into my life. Be the Lord and Savior of my heart. I surrender my life to you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Lead me. Jesus, thank you. I receive your love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the Lord a big hand for those who said that I got one minute left and I want to pray this prayer for all of you who've really you've had a dream and it just feels like it's just been crushed would you just lift your hand with me or actually just stand up if you if you feel like that's you you just had this dream and it's just been crushed and you you don't even know which way is up and and or you just believe something and it's been really hard and you just don't know what just stand for a moment with me and I just I want to pray for you yeah yeah I, I knew it was you I, I knew you were going to stand I felt it the moment I saw you. It's about to be released. Now, just place your hands out in front of you, and I just, I'm just, the Spirit of the Lord is here, and He's moving in this place, and He's, he's like a, He's setting something soft in your soil. It's not aggressive. He's setting it soft in your soil, and it's a dream that He's putting back in your heart. 
And what he asks you to do is just worship him and let him build it. This is what I'm doing. I'm establishing something new in your life. All those things that you've been a part of that you felt like disqualified you is no longer. He says he qualifies you. And so you now stand in the presence of the dream giver and he is reinitiating that dream that is in you. And he's breathing on it now, Holy Spirit, all over this room. Release your presence. Now receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. 